Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where we do our best to explain when you're expecting something to be ice cold and it's room temp, your mouth is going to be on fire. That's true. <laughs> I'm your host, Juice, joined by my beautiful co-host, Leo. What's up, baby? How's it going, dude? Uh, you know, tired, went out last night um, late. And when you get older, going out late is weird. I'm sorry. If you're out early, like let's say you're going to dinner and the night turns late, that's okay. But making the decision to go out past 9.30 is pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was uh, I was watching the fights last night. And, um, you know, I'm obviously deep in the throes of rehearsal. We just started tech week. Like today was like the unofficial kickoff um, for my show, which opens this Friday, March 4th. If you're in the New Jersey area or anywhere that is uh, accessible via New Jersey transit, come support. Don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but uh what's it called i i so i i watched the main card the whole main card and then this morning i got caught up in the prelims which i usually don't have time for i fucking after i was i just the goal as soon as i got home from rehearsal was like let's see if i can get as drunk as possible and i just like i pounded a mixed drink and i had i think like two or three beers and i was just like uh, yeah, by, yeah. by by the main event and i was like i remember i remember talking to um one of the homies on twitter and then i like <laughs> i woke up to a message like oh you fell asleep can't wait to roast you about it in the morning because it was oh, wow. I, didn't, I passed out like not that late bro i love it yeah dude as, as but it's kind of what you said like as you get over like it just affected me harder and i was just like plus plus i'm also like exhausted from doing the show that i was just like yeah, it's time for Ben yeah. Pfizer over. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, just like around eight o'clock. I'm just, um, you know, I'm just sitting in my my room, and I'm like, I made a terrible mistake. I, I have to stay <laughs> up more time. This is weird. I want to not do this. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I went out and got shit faced. No, no, I actually didn't get uh, too bad. But it was um, it's a fun night with my good friend Tyler. Uh and uh yeah we had a we had a blast but um nice yeah man um i mean let's just this is an mma podcast let's just dive into these fights hey i'm telling you guys what we got last night was pretty pretty tasty from everyone yeah uh Uh, i thought it was a it was a decent fight card in terms of action obviously it wasn't the best card on paper we've talked about how like you can still say that after the fact. Like yeah. there's those people that are like, don't judge a card until it happens. You never know. Like, bro, it is not just about that. Like we need fights that are important, fights that matter, fights that have a good storyline. Fights that yeah. move the, yeah, stakes, exactly. Move the division forward. So like you could have bangers with nobodies and that's fine. And I, I, I still enjoy it, but let's keep it 100. Yeah. But anyway, there was a little bit like, I think Terrence McKinney is a hot prospect right now. And that's, who I'm going to talk about for my prelim, my prelim big, like 
Dude, the fucking most hilarious takedown of all time. I don't know if Terrence was planning for a takedown, but it looked like he maybe started to advance or he, or started to like start to, to shoot the shot, shoot takedown. And Ferez Zayam kicked his leg out from under him. And Terrence McKinney turned that into an ankle pick. Mwah, I love it. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, like I, I was watching the fights after the fact. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, because I watched the prelims this morning and I already calculated the uh, Patreon um, fight pick league uh, mm-hmm. results. So I knew he won by submission. And I was like, okay. I'm like kind of waiting to see how it's going to set up. Like, because he's got a hand. So I was like, maybe he drops him and goes in for the sub because he's got, he's got a fair amount of subs on his record as well. Like, he's not just a guy that knocks people out. He definitely like just finishes either way. Submission or, or knockout. And <laughs> the takedown was just so funny to me, dude. I just like, especially to like, there's this joke on MMA Twitter, uh, like a running joke, uh, kind of like based off of Tony Ferguson saying this. Like, I don't know if who else really says it, but like uh, fucking one time Tony Ferguson was like beefing with Fabricio Verdum and mm. uh, Fabricio Verdum called him a slur in Spanish. People used, tend to forget that, but I never forgot. Uh Tony Ferguson said, I'll fucking ankle pick you. <laughs> so like people just say that on MMA Twitter all the time. And so like <laughs> when that happened, I was like an actual ankle pick in a fight. Fucking loved it. Uh, he, and he cranked that rear naked choke and like the broadcast was right. Like there were, there was some debate. They were talking like, Oh, he doesn't really have it. Like it's not that tight, but I could see dude, the squeeze was there. I was like, no, Perez is, is not going to last long here. He was he was defending to a certain extent, but then at some point, he you could see in his eyes, like he was like, bro, I'm fucked. Yeah, and he was, and he did get fucked, and Terrence McKinney just, <laughs> yeah. just capitalized on it. So this guy's hot. Uh, five first-round finishes. Um, hot just, shit. It just made me think. <laughs> in the post-fight interview, he would be like, yeah, you saw, I mean, I fucked him. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> you couldn't get out of that one um no i made sure of that yeah but uh yeah no he's a good hot prospect he's great i mean um patty the baddie was giving him props so they want to fight in the future yeah which i think is great i think that's a good fight for both of them Um, nice we'll see if that one's it's probably what will be booked next to be honest with you for both um and it should be a, a very very spectacular fight uh for them uh yeah Let's see where Terrence goes from here. Uh, you know, he's got a good uh, Twitter presence, which is nice. Yes. And that's honestly part of why I did a I Think You Should Leave themed intro is because Terrence McKinney is a fan of I Think You Should Leave. And he tweets about all the time like he had a fucking Dan Flash's style shirt and he's doing the fucking quotes on the Dan Flash's sketch. I love everything yeah, about dude, it. That's fucking awesome and hilarious. He's he's great. He's uh and he's very humble about it too, which I like yes. a lot. So we'll see. Like I said, I think the, I think that 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 Patty and him um, fight would be just really, really one hundred percent nice I fireworks. Think, I think he would give Patty the business. If I'm honest with you, like yeah, I want to want like I think it's a great fight, but like right now, unofficial but still official, and probably not going to change a pick. Terrence McKinney via murder. Mm. Patty Pitt stains. <laughs> Shout out to T Cross. <laughs> The best um, guy. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, and move, go, with yeah, go my, with your pick. Uh, prelim pick, which was uh, Ignacio Bahamundes. Uh, <laughs> we were talking off, like off, off mic, off air. And I was like, 
what's your pick? And then I was like, wait a minute, of course he's going to pick Ignacio. Like that's, that's your guy right now. Hey, listen, man. I mean, that, that kick is the kick heard around the world. world and then, yeah. uh, and then, you know, to, to show this guy how wrong he is. Everyone was making those wrong jokes yesterday. And oh I yeah. I missed a yeah. bunch of that, but I, I, I yeah. saw a few of them. Something about the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, <laughs> the wrong place. At the wrong... Yeah. So he, uh, keep them coming. Keep yeah, him he, coming. He got uh he got he got worked by Ignacio. Uh there was a couple times, I mean, uh in the beginning in the middle of the third round, um Ron got a uh got a takedown, and then obviously Bahamundas escaped that. Wrong for him to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because because he was yeah, like, he, just, oh, he made a wrong move. Yeah, because then he was like, you know what, I'm gonna try to take him down again. Uh turns out wrong again, dude. End yourself up in a damn bro, Dars slash Bravo slash guillotine. Trip. They yeah they said guillotine on the on the well, Bruce Buffer said guillotine. Yeah, uh, good. Um, oh, you know what? Speaking of which, I thought it was funny. I I just recently played the UFC game, and um, there, uh, UFC Bruce four Buffer, to UFC three for Bruce Buffer as an option. Shut right up. Oh, it's hard to see him. I wish Look at that silver fox. Yeah, it just looks. It just completely ghost white. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Is it a blue shirt? It just looks like it looks like a blank slate for a creative fighter. I was like, did you yeah. make it? Like, no, dude. He, in this, he's got like a 19 pack abs. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, Bruce Buffer shredded in real life. That's like that's not embellishment. Yeah. I mean, 19 pack, maybe not, but like, he's fit. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Cheers to Ignacio for beating the shit out of wrong. Um, was really picking him apart the whole entire fight. He was going to win the fight anyway. Um, so the submission kind of just, you know, synced right. it. And he synced it in quick, too. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll see where he goes from here. I'm excited for him. Um, not to say that there weren't any other great, you know, prelims, because there were some yeah. pretty awesome ones. But um, but th- that's just, I just like Bahamundes. I think he's a great fighter. And very nice person. Hopefully nothing problematic comes out about him. Yeah, God willing. Uh, but, you know, it happens all the time. Um, I wanted to say two things about this fight. One, uh, the way I was, like, saying, like, oh, that's your guy. It reminded me of how, like, before you said Dan Hooker was your favorite fighter, I used to say that was your favorite fighter. That's I, like, true. You you'd did. be like, I, like, you would be like, I don't know who my favorite fighter was. Like, it's Dan Hooker. You talk about Molly. Like, you, you, that's your guy. And, like, that's how it is with Bahamundas right now. But I was yeah. also thinking, like, I love the way he said the submission too, because I used to watch a lot of Gracie breakdowns on YouTube. The Henry Gracie does Henry Hero Gracie. Um, and they said something about, I forget which submission is exactly. I want to say it was probably the Tony Ferguson when he submitted uh, Kevin Lee mm-hmm. to, to win the title, the interim title. He was like, he being header, I'm pretty sure. It was like uh, a a legit black belt will learn from their opponent in terms of like like learn their pattern for escapes and defenses and stuff, so they can maybe like fake them out and then switch the other way or like know how to circumvent it. And like they were saying how like Kevin Lee was like blocking a certain side of like the triangle. It looked like that would because we just watched the sequence again, and it looked like. Because you you even said like oh here it is and then it wasn't because he got out of it it was basically the same scramble 
which led to the the choke that happened in a prior exchange like it was a similar setup it just wrong escaped and mm-hmm. then Bahamondas was like oh that's what you do here's what i'm gonna do and then got mm-hmm. the choke love yeah. to see it well done well done on his part now let's uh <clears throat> let's get to this um this main uh this main card with the uh the back-to-back armin and armon yeah dude it's so so confusing but um, Armin Petrosian versus Gregory Rodriguez was a hell of a fight. Sorry, Gregory Rodriguez, I believe. Yeah. Uh, uh, what did you think about the scoring? Let me let me let me pose that question first. Uh, I mean, it, it's weird because like the broadcast obviously kind of has that input to like our mindset of like what we think should. And I thought I really thought Rodriguez was going to win that fight. Uh, to be honest with you, that's how I felt about it. Um, because I felt like he, I felt like he was more dominant over uh, Armin um, uh, Petrosian, and I don't know. I, I felt like it felt like maybe Armin won the last round. Maybe like that's about it. Um, but uh, you know, Armin was in a lot it's of trouble. It's funny because I actually fight. actually feel like Gregory more clearly won the third. Really, um, at least from what I remember. So like w- watching last night. So like. I I came home like halfway through the second round. Mm-hmm. And at one point they flashed the significant strikes. I didn't notice that last night. I, I noticed it this morning because this morning I rewatched, especially that fight. I was like, I want to make sure I, I see what I missed because, bro, especially like the latter part of the second round and the third round, Gregor was fucking him up. Armin's face was destroyed, dude. And mm-hmm. like, this is why I hate the 10 point must system because, like, the, I don't think it's necessarily bad. I mean, like I said, on the night I was expecting Gregory to to win, mm-hmm. uh, and then this morning I was like, "Yeah, I guess, I guess Armin did win those first two rounds, or mm-hmm. or maybe the first and the third, depending on the, like you'd said that you thought I was more dominant, but I I, I kind of remembering a more Rodriguez dominant third round. But either way, I, I was like, okay, I see why they gave it to him, but like they're like the significant strikes too, and like the judges don't have those numbers, so you you kind of have to like. Like people use that to prove their point about scoring all the time, and I hate it because like that doesn't really matter. But if you look at like after the fact, looking at it, like he did win, he did edge him out in significant strikes, especially more strongly in the first, and then edged him out in the second. So, but like the the more damaging strikes were from Gregory, and that's where like the debate comes of like you know volume versus damage. Like I don't I don't know, but either way, a fucking banger of a fight to start Absolutely. the main card. To start the main card. And then to go right into another banger of a fight. I mean, goodness gracious, Armand Sarukian looked dude, amazing. I've said it time and time again, and I will repeat myself. Chris Tayoni ain't shit. <laughs> Tonyone, Tayone, he ain't shit, dude. He was letting Hoyle Alvarez take a fucking beating in there. And, and his fucking blood was all in his eyes. Couldn't fucking see. They couldn't get him to the stool in between rounds initially. The Cutman had to go right in to stop the bleeding at the end of the first round. Isn't that a fucking sign? Yeah. Isn't that an indication like, hey, maybe I should do my job and call this fight. I mean, the doctor did. I was surprised the doctor didn't. I remember tweeting doctor stoppage imminent. But like at that point, if the doctor fails, if the doctor says, oh, everything looks good. Then as the ref, as soon as you see the blood start opening up again, bro. 
the only reason Armin got a TKO instead of a sub was because of the blood. He was yeah. fishing for chokes and he was just sliding right out because of all that blood. Yeah, dude, it was it was a lot. I mean, there was during the second round uh, when he he hit, first of all, cracked him in it uh, like three more times in the second round, like perfectly. Yep. And I, when you see um, when you see Alvarez turn over, I mean, he's he's down there for maybe like three seconds. But that that pool of blood was like so much down there. I was like, OK, this guy's obviously not doing too well. Um, but in, yeah. the, in the first round, when it, when the cut happened, you're just like, oh, he's opened up. And then you're like, oh, shit, he's really opened up. Then they go in and like show the camera and like it's just a tiny cut, but it's bleeding so profusely. The amount of fucking Vaseline they put in that thing was like so oh. much. And then for it for but oh, our, come shot. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Come shot. Yeah. Very nice. Squishies. Come shot. Um, <laughs> Armand looks great. I mean, he he fucking was right. I, I've been high on that guy since his debut, bro. He he went the full 15 with, on, you know, on a three round fight with with Islam. And I, like I said, I don't know if it was a split decision or if it was just really a really close unanimous decision. But I remember thinking like, wow. This guy fucking held his own, and, and like I don't know if it was short notice or or whatever, but dude, but even so, even if they so, fight uh, again, I'm picking Armand. I don't give a, a fuck. A lot of people were saying like, "Oh, that's so crazy! I can't believe he took out Alvarez uh, with an 18 and two record." And then I was like, "Yeah, but his record is 17 and two, so it's not <laughs> yeah. that far off." It's yeah, I mean Alvarez is really good, but like, like he's got he's got good stand up. Alvarez does and good jujitsu, but. The wrestling of Armand is what made the difference. Like that, yeah. Just the fucking yeah, him power down. wrestling, yeah. slamming him, fucking just control. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. Also, elbows coming down. We should probably test him some more with Usada because my boy's looking yoked. He's yoked out, <laughs> literally yoked out. I can't wait. I'm gonna start taking steroids. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't even have to worry about it. I love that one saying Armand Saruki. <laughs> <laughs> video we're not saying that he's he, we're not saying but definitely needs to get in that testing pool one more time maybe. yeah yeah he, he may or may not you know i don't want to throw any accusations but just telling you watching that i'm like this is a pretty good advertisement for steroids <laughs> yeah it's pretty good you, <laughs> you want to take steroids watch that guy there you go done yeah. advertisement it's, it's working on me i want to take steroids now yeah so thanks thank you armand I, I take steroids yeah that motherfucker is i'm on trt yeah I'm on the beta blockers. Beta blockers. I don't give a fuck. I'm on test. Uh, test boosters. Test boosters. Yep. So that was said. And my hair's not falling out. <laughs> yeah, slowly but surely it is. But anyways, uh, moving right along uh, to the fucking robbery on. of the century. Uh, yeah. Like, hey man, Kim was piecing her up for the first two round, two and a half rounds yeah and all of a sudden like priscilla cashwara woke up and like yeah she won that third round dude she did not win the fight she did not win the fight like i don't know like i mean she it definitely was, was like fighting for her job like she was a lot more aggressive um than she typically it, is but, it like, made the fight definitely more spectacular in the third round but kim was piecing so well throughout the first cut she made uh, she made catch what it looked dumb in the first yeah. like, she was like dodging and slipping and i was like yeah perfect you're doing really good job and uh striking really i don't know it's weird the fact that the third round became such like a underdog thing it's like no she won those first two rounds easy and and how about her getting her purple belt in a fight that was like 
maybe ninety yeah, percent no, no, stand up, yeah, zero like, grappling. Uh, yeah, dude, and like I tweeted out, was there jujitsu? Did I miss some jujitsu? Yeah, did we that miss fight? the? Yeah, did we miss and, like, the some were like, Well, obviously she got a pro, but I'm like, okay, bro, but do you know about jujitsu coaches yeah, that coach UFC again. fighters? Yeah. Like, if you're a jujitsu coach and your fighters in the UFC, you want to promote them so that you can say like, oh, I, I'm, I gave this person their black belt, or I did like, you know, I promoted this person, like. No, like it was weird. I love Frank Mir's story. Like Frank Mir, when he coached the ultimate fighter, there was this guy in there that had this whole long story about how he got his black belt. And and at the end of it, he was like, I think you're full of shit. Like basically. And like they went in the conventional, he, he just was, he just kept poking holes. He was just asking questions, like, no, that doesn't sound right. Like like the guy for some reason couldn't just say, like, oh, I got my bubble from this guy. He's like, okay, you know, you know, Carlos. So, like, he trained this guy and then, like, went down to Brazil. Like, he had this whole fucking long ass story. And everyone was like, you're an idiot. Um, and then in the like little in- confessional interview things they do, Frank Mir was like, you know how I got my black belt? I broke Tim Sylvia's fucking arm. Uh- I had to break his arm. And my coach throws me the black belt in the locker room. He's like, oh, okay, cool. I got my black belt now. Yeah. <laughs> just like, God, I fucking love Frank Mir. So sad that he had to fight a boxer in a triangle ring. Um, moving right along to the, the co-main event. Will it, Wellington, can't believe it's not British Terman. Yeah. Um, hey, man. Serkinov looked okay, and then he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were like, so full description, like, I thought Wellington was going to have this easy. And like yeah. they were talking in the broadcast, like, oh, Misha's been fighting up at 205, fighting these bigger guys. And I was like, no, just stop. No. no. And then, but but then he was looking good. Like he had got some reversal. Cause I like I like Misha and I did I did kind of want him to win, but I just kind of felt like Wellington would. And then the like the fact that he just like he was reversing, it reminded me of this Invicta fight from years ago, maybe in like 2016 or something. Callie Robbins versus someone else. It, it was an arm bar in the first round. I want to say that her person was like Sharon or Shannon or something like that. The it was an arm bar in the first round where it was like a massive momentum shift, just like this. Where like, like for, with this fight, Misha was winning for most yeah. of it until Wellington almost like snatched that arm bar from nowhere. And we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He tapped like same fight with that. Same thing with that fight. It was amazing. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, he did a really good job. I mean, like I said, I thought I thought Misha was going to get uh, the submission in um, whenever he had it because it looked like his bicep was perfectly on his neck, and then he, he escaped. Wellington escaped, and then you're just like, okay. And then when they went down to um, uh, to the mat again, um, you're just like, okay, like this looks like a nor. And then all of a sudden, you just see his legs flip up and grab it. You're like, oh, okay. And then Misha's just tapping immediately. I was like. That happened a lot faster than anyone thought. <laughs> which, which I guess it was beneficial for Wellington because apparently he was training to fight Rodolfo Vieira, the the black belt hunter guy, uh-huh. who got submitted by a striker. Yep, <laughs> I love it. Well. But uh, but yeah, either way, he was like working on his jiu-jitsu for that fight, and so Misha decided to like engage in what he had just been training. Yeah, so good fight. And then we go on to just whatever. Yeah, like I said, it was weird how the broadcast cut out and nothing happened. Like Wellington got that submission, and they were like, "Oh, we were supposed to have a main event, uh, but it it's it's off." Yeah. Um, and then I and then when the broadcast I came back on, they they said that Islam won, but 
I think we got to see the tape because like, I don't believe that would happen. <laughs> well, can I tell you something? It's a pretty fast tape. <laughs> it's a pretty fast. Check the tape, bud. Check he, the record. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, Islam's just. I mean, we're looking at uh, we're looking at Khabib point five. Because I was gonna say two point because he's not better than Khabib, but the style is the same. The sambo, like the leg, yeah. like this this strong short person is like becoming this thing of like strength becoming such a big deal because it's yeah. not wrestling. It's 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 not it, it is, but it's like it just has this like weird thing that's based solely around strength it's it's solely well, it's just based like when your training is like just like you've been grappling and training your whole life you have this like weird strength that like you don't look strong but uh-huh. the fucking like grip strength and uh-huh. like strength with moving people around is like like amazing like yeah he, he mounted bobby green just like Khabib mounted everyone else you just grab your legs and you you don't even hook in you just like you just squeeze the the uh they're like uh yep i forgot what abs are um abdomen. but like like the torso. abdomen and the, like their torso yeah there you go the torso and um and like the uh where their torso meets their hips and then you just stay on top and that's it and you yeah just rain down that's ground it. pounds it's done now um and that's how it works um it's just strength and and quickness um so you know good on bobby green for taking the fight his stock still goes up um Cause he's a fucking G, uh, and it was a fucking great ass fight. And by great, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, what the, the stat was, um, he landed eleven significant strikes on him, which is like the most anyone's landed on Islam. Yeah, so. no, he, he was like, I got to touch him, like yeah. in his post interview. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. But you know, it is what it is. Now, uh, Islam is asking for the the title, which, meh. I, I think it's 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 warranted but but people are making really good points like these he's at this point he's fought like a couple of like a, a good amount of unranked fighters uh with the exception of like dan hooker um but he granted he did tear through grand dan hooker being a being a ranked fighter but i mean like in this case both on short notice yeah so dan hooker and bobby green yeah so you know it is what it is uh yeah it it is what it is and I, will Islam probably fight for the belt? Yes. I just don't know. I don't know. I think he might need, probably might need one more. It sucks because the Darius fight was perfect. Like Darius right. was on a tear. Islam, people want him to fight for the title. It's like, okay, you beat Darius. That's the guy. And if fucking Darius were to be Islam, like, okay, you're the guy. It was yeah. a perfect number one contenders fight. And now it's just going to be like, oh, Islam won the fight that was supposed to be number one to this fight. I guess we're just going to give him a title shot. Like, yeah, no, it's just like, I mean, it's even what he said. He said, like, let me go get this belt and then you can come fight me up there. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Which, uh, to be honest, I don't hate. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, if they do book a title fight, put, put it this way. If Gaethje beats Oliveira, mm-hmm. I would pick Islam in a Islam versus Gaethje fight. Interesting. If Oliveira beats Gaethje, which I think he will, I think Oliveira beats Islam. And then so, like, I hope they would still give Darius a shot if that was the plan. 
Otherwise, if it's I was like, oh yeah, come see me in the tell. Like I'm like, bro, just wait till you fucking get the tell first before you start making fucking shit accusations like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. <sighs> well, I mean, you know. Let's hope. I'm trying to think of what, what we can get next from from anyone in that division. I'm trying to think how that division is starting to shake out more now, because, especially because like Islam seems to be on the tear similar with, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's the other guy? Fuck it. What's his name? Darius. The other guy making a tear. Nope. Not in the, not, oh. not in that division. Uh, Oh, Leon Edwards. Nope. No, Leon Edwards is not making a tear. But he I mean, fights in his division. He's on a nine-five-one strike. The guy fights in his decision. Why am I losing his name? In the lightweight division? No, in Bro. Leon Edwards. I'm so confused. Oh, he fights in welterweight. Yeah, Hamzat. Hamzat. Yeah, there we go. Same, yeah. same, okay. same kind of yeah. weird build behind these two men. Um, so yeah, you know who else is on a. a crazy win streak that needs a title shot but like hasn't really gotten the names to like the rankings arnold allen i was thinking about this the other day motherfuckers like quietly on like an eight or nine five win streak in the ufc like in the featherweight division he's like eight or nine wins in a row like hey man fight for a belt yeah yeah well yeah i mean the rankings come out tomorrow so we'll see how that all you know and then next week's going to be very interesting um you know uh crazy bryce mitchell <laughs> bro that Literally, fucking it, it, interview dude did you uh, how much of I, it did you see i didn't see any of it i just i just saw I saw people on it. twitter yeah i just saw the him talking about the government being in, in charge okay here's what happened because we had haven't got any questions about this i don't think we will he fucking it's so it's so dumb. So I saw I saw a clip on Twitter and then I like went back and listened to the audio of the podcast. I could not get through it. He went off the deep end, dog. He went so off the deep, bro. Like forget tinfoil hat. He was like a tinfoil mummy. He was wrapped in fucking tinfoil, <laughs> dude. He comes in and like like Ariel tries to like start with like his like you know he always tries to like build rapport like strongly right off the gate with his interviews and he was like. Oh, you know what I was listening to on the on the car ride over here, and, and Bryce Mitchell was like, "Oh, hope it was some pastor fire, brother." And then fucking Eric was like, "I fought hard, and it's my job. All that glory goes to God." Like quoting his fucking rap song, and he was like, "Hell yeah!" Um, then Bryce goes, "Before I do that, I'd like to I'd like to flip the script. I want to interview you, and I need your consent to do that." Oh, like something like that. He was like, I'd like, I have something I want to do and I need your consent to do it. Can I interview you? And, uh, Arrow goes, uh, yeah. Like, but like fucking Bryce tried to like throw him off, which is like kind of upsetting to me, but props Arrow for like knowing his shit and like being informed in the subject. But Bryce starts talking about the, the truckers in Canada that are protesting. Right. Which, yeah. I guess they're like protesting like vaccine mandates mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and uh, Ariel was like, from what I understand, the reason why he's asking is Ariel's Canadian. And he was like, I want to get your point. Even though Ariel doesn't live in Canada, so it doesn't really affect him. Like, but he probably is informed about it. And like, first of all, Bryce Mitchell, why the fuck do you care about what's going on in like Canada? Like, shut the fuck up. But, and that goes for Canadians as well, like talking about American politics as well. Like, hey, man, just like talk about your own country's politics. But like, bro, like 
he asked him about the and like it was like oh i think i think from what i understand is that like 85 percent of truckers are vaccinated it's just a small vocal minority who's protesting these mandates who are upset about it like mm-hmm. most truckers are or whatever and then he was saying that and then like bryce bryce starts talking about gun laws which yeah. have zero to do with the protest and he was like you see these two guns behind me do you know what they're for and ariel was like um hunting and they start talking about ar-15s and like whatever and like bro at one point uh it was like this that gun's illegal in canada that gun's illegal in canada you know why they, they can't do that here Try, try me these fucking guns you come try, try and put you come try, come to everyone everyone on my street we're armed to the teeth brother and he starts listing names of his neighbors he's like we got the mitchells we got the johnsons we got the smith like just starts listing the armed to the teeth brother and like bro you sound like such a fucking idiot too it was so goddamn ridiculous and then he starts talking about like like area was like yeah okay so they don't have guns to protect them but they're far less school shootings and he was like well those are staged by the government brother wow quick quick turn he was like yeah those are staged by the government to try and outlaw r15s ar15s and it was like okay don't you think if that was why they were doing that then ar15s would be illegal and bryce goes oh well uh anyway (laughs) <laughs> I can't. Oh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, he said anyway, what to say, and like you could tell, I was listening to the comment event that his point. Like you could tell, like he hadn't gotten that far. <laughs> so like, when someone questioned that, he was like, "Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> like he's like processing well, anyways, it in real time." Take it. Yeah, so. dude, it was the fucking shittiest interview, and I hope uh, Barbosa fucks him up. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think actually, it's gonna be like a fucking other way around I'm, like, I'm interested i mean bryce is is a really good fighter but it's just like edson's a beast man like yeah it's one of those things where and i'm not going to compare bryce to habib but when right. i think about this fight i think about when edson fought habib yeah oh Habib just walked him down, didn't give a fuck, ate like three or four wheel kicks on the way in and just mauled him for three rounds. And like Bryce has that style where like he's mostly just concerned about the takedown. He's like, I'm going to fucking get down. I'm going to throw, I'm going to fucking ground and pound. I'm going to work for a submission. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And like part of me hopes like it's going to be the Ed, Edson Barbosa Dan Hooker fight where he just beats him up to the body to where fucking Bryce quits. Yeah. But I don't think. Yeah. So. I mean, we'll see, but I, I, if Bryce wins, I'm very, very interested to in what he says on the mic. If, if Bryce wins, I just, I just hope they give him a title shot. So the Volk can beat the sh- dog shit out of him, dude. That would be so great. But also I just, I, I just, I'm trying to really imagine what he'd say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what he's gonna say? Uh, no, I can't say that. Um, you know, he's probably he's definitely, gonna gonna about, problematic. Yeah, definitely gonna talk about how he eats his sister's cat again. Yeah, he's definitely gonna talk about eating his sister's cat. He's definitely gonna talk about fucking eating squirrel and fucking. Yep. It's good stuff. He's gonna say, "I have a message to get out right now, and it's that we don't want the vaccine." And they're like. Thank you so much. And just like, like this interview's over now. They fucking just turn off now the you mic. You guys are trying to silence me. Okay, perfect. Silence the lambs over here. Perfect, dude. If Bryce Mitchell wins, I hope 
as soon as he starts fucking mentioning some fucking wacky conspiracy theory shit or or whatever, I hope they just cut the mic. Let him think like the whoever's in the octagon, like Joe Rogan or Bisping or whatever, they're like in his ear going like, uh, just so you know, we cut the mic. Just just let him get it out. Like, you know oh, what I mean? How him just like screaming and, and being like, we got to call it and then be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Don't, yep. And then they'll turn on Bryce Mitchell, everybody. <laughs> we don't want, we don't want Joe Rogan being in there. We do not Dude. want Joe Rogan. Dude, Bryce I Mitchell's didn't even like, think about that. He's going to be, Bryce Mitchell's going to be like, hey, they try to cancel you too, brother, huh? Anyway, you can say the N word. I'll say it right now. <laughs> and then it was like, what the hell? I kid you not. Oh my god! I, I kid you not. Just, he's gonna, can you imagine? He's gonna say. It, he's gonna be like, yeah. Okay, go ahead and say it with me, Joe. You've said it seventy times, so might as well. I've seen the tape. <laughs> I've seen it all seventy times. It's great. They shouldn't have taken it off. Oh, those are my favorite episodes. <laughs> oh man, I would love to keep talking about this, but I think it's a great opportunity for us to <laughs> take a break. And we are back. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the forum starts now. Ooh. Um, first question is from our, our homie T-Cross. And I always, well, depending on when it's sent, I will, I will try to listen to the voice question before the show to make sure I'm prepared. And also to make sure I'm not saying anything fucking problematic or whatever, playing anything. Mind you, from the voice questions. Hasn't been a problem ever. I'm just, you know, you never know. Um, fucking T-Cross sent, you can like title the messages. He said, don't listen before the show. And so I didn't even listen to his other one. Even though the title, like I know what it's about. Um, but here we go. This is T-Cross. What's up, y'all? It's your favorite gun-toting, freedom-loving, twister-getting, cousin-fucking UFC fighter, Bryce Mitchell, a.k.a. Thug Nasty. I hope y'all saw my appearance on Ariel Helwani's show this week, but just in case y'all didn't, I wanted to come on this platform and let y'all know that I have guns. I love my guns so much. I put my guns in my ass at night before bed, and I would fight to the death against a tyrannical government that tries to take these guns. Even though the government has drones and nukes and tanks and the best trained military force the world has ever seen, me and my hick neighbors and my sister wife will defend y'all to the death, even though there are currently no talks of them trying to take these guns away because I love freedom and I love my sister cousin wife. And I love y'all. Have a good one. Dude, I didn't even know. Like I said, he said, don't listen. So I'm like, I don't, I'm not gonna listen. We talked all yeah. about that. We <laughs> that was the we could not have planned that. Segue. The fucking dude, I love it. Yeah. Fucking lightning that's, in a bottle right there. That's going down in our in our FSB history. FSB history. T Cross, I good. don't. I don't think that you normally listen or watch the video on Patreon because he is one of our patrons and has access to it, but I think he just prefers the audio. Um, you should watch, like check the timestamp and watch the video, at least that part, to see my fucking reaction. Yeah, dude, it was 
that's pretty spot on. Thank you for that. Um, oh my god, dude. Yeah, I mean, long live the sister's cat, you know? <laughs> that's Bryce Mitchell. That's the episode. Long live Bryce Mitchell's sister's cat. Because it's living. Oh, now, you know what the title should be? Bryce Mitchell is a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, <probably> look, <laughs> I'll put y'all in a twister. I don't care. Yeah. I was about to say something uh, dumb. Anyway, this is uh, Ross's other question. And based on the title, I'm really excited to hear what he says. Yes. What's up, guys? It's your boy, T-Cross. Um, I was texting Juice earlier today, um, and I strongly think that when Conor McGregor comes back, they're going to give him a title fight. I really do. And if they do do that, I am going to stop watching MMA forever. Um, but when Conor comes back, who do you think he should fight? Because, you know, he's, he's not going to fight some nobody. Honestly, if I were Conor McGregor, I would want to try and get a win. But Conor McGregor can't fight uh, nobody. He's got to fight somebody with a following. Bobby Green has built quite a following over these last few months. Bobby Green just lost tonight. Bobby Green is also a striker. What do you guys think about that fight? Conor versus Bobby Green. I'm down. I love it. Would love to see it. What are your guys' thoughts? First off, if they do give Connor a towel shot, and I, I believe you when you say you will stop watching, I hope that you stop watching the UFC because that wouldn't taint like Bellator or one, one right. championship, things like that. I think those would still be worth watching in a world where like Connor can just get like free towel shots or whatever. That said, I hope they do this Bobby Green fight or, or a similar matchup. Like that's, I fucking. 100% agree with you what you're saying about everything like it's the perfect fight not only this Bobby Green has the Diaz brothers uh, connection I don't know if they used to train together or they're just like from a similar area but I think they kind of like like there's a mutual respect there like they haven't fought because like Nate doesn't like fight his friends and stuff like that dude that's the fight that's the fight and like we have a question later about like uh whether or not bobby green should still get a main event like after losing like dude it happens all the time where like people lose their like main event debut and, yeah. and they get other ones so i hope they give him some like dude the only thing is like so they want to put connor on pay-per-view and i think he gets pay-per-view points regardless of the fact that he's not a champion because if you're a champion you by default get pay-per-view points and there's other fighters who have it like negotiated in their contract where they always get pay-per-view points mm-hmm well, I don't know. They're fucking this next week. They're headlining Masvidal and Colby as a fucking pay-per-view. So why not Connor versus Bobby Green? Yeah, why not my other choice, which is Connor versus Tony Ferguson? Dude. Okay. I like that fight, but I liked that fight three years ago. Sure, but I like it now. <laughs> the way Tony has looked. Yeah, and the way Connor has looked. True, Tony has looked slow. Is the problem for me? Connor's looked yeah. slow. Not necessarily. I mean, he's like Dustin was a little bit quicker and definitely hits harder. Uh, and that was the problem there. And his fucking brittle ass shin bone was also the problem. But I thought he had speed. Tony has just looked like a fucking shell of himself. 
Yeah, let's let's see. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I enough. Say, everybody wanted that bite, and then it also gets the conversation of uh, how about this, Bobby versus Tony. Oh, I do like that. Actually, I like that a lot. Actually, oh, that's especially really like good. we don't know when Connor's coming back. Tony maybe wants to fight soon. I, I I have no idea since he hasn't. He's been kind of quiet as far as I know. Fucking Bobby Green is obviously still going to be active. Yep, I love that fight. That's a fucking fight night main event right there. Bobby versus Tony. Mm, okay. Got Bobby yeah, Ferguson and Tony yeah. Green. Yeah, Tony Green. Gotta love it. Um, but yes, I mean, can Connor should Connor fight Bobby Green? Yes. Should Connor fight Tony Ferguson? Yes. Should Connor get knocked out by both those guys? Yes. Yeah. Uh, any one of those fights. Give me any one of those matchups. But the idea that he comes back and fights for a title is kind of ridiculous. It is. And like I said, for me, I'm not going to stop watching out of protest just because like there's so many other fight worthwhile fights good to watch. But I, I respect it. Like we were kind of talking about how he feels about MMA recently. And like, I get it. And like, that would definitely be something that would sour my taste. And I think we should all fucking like, I don't know, protest that and fucking like, if we're going to watch it, it's like stream it so that we take money out of the UFC and Greg Hardy's pocket. Absolutely. And that's what we do. I always take money out of Greg Hardy's pocket. Like we're going to do next week. Yeah. Because we got to take money out of Greg Hardy's pocket for next week. Yeah, dude. Because he shouldn't even be there. <laughs> fucking a dude. I'm so fucking mad. Shout out to um, Echo Mars had this tweet about Greg Hardy and she was fighting all the fucking incels. Hey, man, if you're out here on Twitter caping for Greg Hardy, first of all, delete your account. Secondly, get therapy. But more importantly, go get some pussy. Make sure yeah, it's dude. consensual, though. Sorry, I'm watching the. I'm looking at the undercard for uh, for next. Is it watching? Party. You're watching something while we're no, no for the for the undercard. It's pretty good, although it's kind of weird. I will say, mm, weird how weird in the fact that uh, Brian Kelleher is on early prelims. I mean, he's like one of our guys, so like that is what. But like as far as I don't think he has that big of a following, especially it's a pay per view, you know. So is Tim Elliott. Good and, point. Uh, the Jalen Turner Jamie Malarkey is deserves the. Oh, that's a fight I didn't know was happening until now. Deser- deserves the the prelim headliner, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe it's because I'm just not very well versed in the UFC. Anyway, uh, thank you for the question. Yeah, I, was say, I don't know if we have any more to talk about other than that was a fucking great question. Yeah. All right. Here's our homie Rhino. I don't know why I said it like that. Hey, Jason Lee. It's your homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. So weight cutting and weight classes get talked about an awful lot. They're a very popular subject matter to discuss, particularly when somebody misses weight by you know, like an egregious amount. If, if you guys look at the landscape of MMA, there are definitely people fighting outside of their natural weight class. If you could kind of look up and down the roster and think about fighters that you have been seeing for the past couple of years, what is one or who was one fighter, I should say, that is fighting out of their weight class, in your opinion, and who would have more success either moving up or moving down uh, one of the weight classes? So, yeah, from each one of you guys, one fighter you think is fighting in the wrong weight class. And I would love to hear you guys' answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. So I've given this some thought and, uh, you know, I was really thinking about this long and hard, but, uh, what weight class is, um, what, what, 
What weight class is Justin Kishin? I think I think now she's at flyweight because she started at strawweight, but she fought Tracy Cortez. So I think fights at flyweight. I think she moved up now when they created that so division. Strawweight's below that, right? Yeah, strawweight's one fifteen. Okay. Oh, she definitely needs to go back down to strawweight. And the way that she can weight cut, some laxatives to shit herself. <laughs> not even, uh, not even go to the toilet. Just constantly shitting herself. Anyway, you, that's that was incredibly low brow, but here we are. Yeah, it was incredibly low brow. Can you imagine, like, you know, sometimes they, if you miss weight, they'll give you like a an hour or so to like come back. <laughs> you imagine she stepped on the scale like one seventeen, and they're like, "Oh, Justine Kish uh, misses weight by one pound. You have one hour." <laughs> On the, on the scale. <laughs> on the scale. Oh, check now. <laughs> like, 114. Underweight. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Why are we so... Why am I so... Dumb? I was not expecting... I, <laughs> I was going to give a serious answer. I'm an idiot. To be honest with you... I was thinking about this all day and like the ones that I've come up with so far, they're having a great amount of success already at the weight class. They're yeah. With cutting weight. Or gone up to, but mostly, mostly people cutting has been like Edson Barbosa's doing really well. Exactly. Um, We have yet to see Dan fight at, uh, well, he used to fight at featherweight and, and had to go up because he was having a horrible cut. Now he's saying like weight cutting science is better. He had a test cut. He made. He's actually fighting Arnold Allen, the aforementioned Arnold Allen, which that was going to be one of my ones. Like Arnold Allen is a fucking. He's a big featherweight dude. Like whenever he fights, I'm like, shit. How do you make featherweight? Mm-hmm. Um, another big featherweight that I'm like, how do you make featherweight? Shane Burgos. Like T Cross told me, sorry, he met him in person. I was like, how the fuck do you make 145? Um. What the hell is this? What the hell is what? Sorry, I'm on the website right now. Um, I, does anybody know about this this deal that happened with? I don't know. Why I'm asking anybody because just me and you here. Yeah, uh, that Glover Teixeira made with Battle Motors. Mm, no, well, is it a trucking company? I I I don't know. But so I I heard this thing and I didn't like look too much into it. I heard that the some trucking company. Like literally, like commercial trucks or something like that was sponsoring the entire light heavyweight division. Yeah, I guess so. Cause it, yeah, no, it like next to his name, it says Battle Motors. <laughs> it's like its own little thing. Well, I hope so weird. is making money off of that. I fucking hope so too, especially as a champion. Actually, I hope all the light heavyweights are making money off that. Yeah, I think it is the entire. We should, we'll look into this after the the thing, so we're not you know doing research and stuff on Talking air. About but, fighter pay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, go on. So who who else do you think? Who do you think could could uh, do well going up? Well, he's just, that. That's what I was saying. Like I was thinking, Arnold Allen could do well if he moved to one fifty five. Although, like he's already like on a crazy streak. Um, same thing with. Uh, I was thinking Corey Sanhagen. Yeah. Uh, and although he's like, he's lost two in a row and like close main event, like, you know, number one contender spot and uh, a fucking interim title fight. But like, 
I've always thought he was a massive bantamweight, and like if he moved up to one forty five and didn't have to cut, he would have a crazy speed advantage over those guys. Mm-hmm. But the other one I was thinking, uh, I've always thought Vicente Luque was a small welterweight. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, he can definitely make one fifty five, and like I don't know if that's necessary because like I said, he's already a top contender at one seventy. Like that's I was having a hard time of thinking of someone who like maybe is struggling and like if they were to move up like um although i will say this khalil roundtree i thought he was gonna move up to heavyweight and then he ended up going back down to light to light heavyweight and i always thought like bro that guy is yoked like he should move up to heavyweight and not have to cut any weight and keep all that fucking muscle and power um because that would be amazing um to see but I thought this was such a great question that Rhino had. And I was like, I want to give like one definitive answer, but I have a, a lot of like, well, kind of, Ooh, here's one actually, you know, who's a small 55 er that mm. could probably go down in a wreck shop at 145. Who? Rafael Faziev. Faziev, dude. He was like, whenever he fought, uh, Hanato Moicano, who used to fight at featherweight, I remember thinking Moicano was so much bigger than him. I'm like, bro, What? So that's my answer. Yeah. Also, apparently, like, I don't know how I feel about this because, like, I, I cannot think of this person fighting out of that weight class because they fought there for literally over 10 years, probably 15 at this point, just in the UFC, not counting all MMA. Goddamn Jim Miller. T-Cross apparently told me that he met him in person a couple times and is, like, the same size as Frankie Edgar, like, who now fights at Bantamweight. He was like, Jim Miller could probably fucking fight at Bantamweight. I was like, what? Like that's crazy. I don't even want to imagine it. I could see maybe 145. I, I can't I couldn't see 135. But like I said, even like moving divisions at all, it just doesn't seem like he's such a mainstay of that division that mm-hmm. it would be crazy to me. But thank you very much for the question, Rhino. Speaking of uh decade-long or, or fucking tenured UFC lightweights, uh Rhino has a fucking great guest this week. John the Bull MacDessie. Bro, Rhino told me the story of, of, of how they connected with this interview. It was amazing. I'm not going to tell on there, but just, just know if you're homies with Rhino, reach out for that story because it, it's a great fucking story. Um, and moving right along, we got another one from the homie D. Kranz. What the fuck is up, Juice Leo? friendly sparring family um god damn man our picks i got a bunch of daves in front of me a, a sandy pants a drunk jimmy i'm getting really pissed off here i gotta sort this out anyway <laughs> last night was a fun night of fights um i wanted to hear your thoughts on where bobby green should be placed in the rankings and is it a good idea to ever have a quick turnaround like that also uh, is Islam going to get the strap? What are your thoughts on that? Love you, boys. Cannot wait to listen to the show. Peace. All right. Before I answer his question, Leo, I just have one thing to say. Mm. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear chicken or Tammy or whatever you would like to be called. 
Happy birthday to you. Decross them with his, his lovely wife, well Tammy, having a birthday today. So happy birthday, happy chicken. Birthday. Thank you for listening to us when you don't have to. Yeah, we appreciate it more than words can say. That's true. That's why I had to sing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bobby Green, where does he go? Uh, Without pulling up the rankings. Like, I, I don't want to say, oh, you do. I was going to say, like, I don't want to say, him. like, he's more than whatever. But for, to me, he's a top 10 guy. Like, I don't know if there's. Right now? Uh, I don't know. Top 15, at least. Top 15. I would say, I would say, let's give him. Like, who's 15? Because Rafael Faziev is, I think, third. Uh, oh, Fereda. Carlos Diego Ferreira. That's a great fight, by the way. Uh, Bobby Brad Green Rydell. versus that Brad guy. Rydell. Number 14. It's number 14. So I, I think he goes right. I think Bobby Green goes right before Armand. I think Diego, yeah. I I think Bobby Green goes to 16. And then he fights into, into See, I think top. I think he should be ranked higher than than Carlos Diego Ferreira, to to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean honestly, I think, I think he could be right. Spot. I think I mean, he'd be right behind Armand Sarukin. Fights I mean, for that fight, yeah. Bobby Green um, and Armand Sarukin would be What's a great fight. what's Fazia ranked? Eleven. 11 because Bobby Green boxed his fucking ears off in the third round of their fight. Like, you know what I mean? Bobby Green versus Gregor Gillespie. 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 Why does everyone say Gillespie? I don't Is it, I think of narcolepsy or Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah, probably Dizzy no, Gillespie. No, because it's, it's Gillespie as well with Dizzy Gillespie. It's Gillespie. Everyone says Gillespie, and I'm like, it's Gillespie. I don't know. Gillespie. Yeah, like the Espies. Whatever, he got knocked the fuck out. So <laughs> that that Kevin Lee knockout like that needs to go in the fucking Smithsonian. <laughs> Book an NFT of that, put that in the Smithsonian. What was the other question? Uh he said. Turn around. That was it. The quick turnaround. So it's one of those things where like the fighters know, and I think we as fans are like, it's a gamble. Like the answer to, is it a good idea? Isn't always the same for every f- situation. Not even necessarily every fighter, because like <clears throat> we've seen people make a quick turn. Look at loopy. Yeah. Loopy making those. I had a feeling we're, we're, we're already there. Like sometimes you can make a fucking big deal. And what's his name? Kevin Holland fought like five times in 2020 in the yep. span of like seven, eight months, something like that. Like sometimes it's, it really pays off. Now that was a super quick turnaround and it was against a guy who's a fucking monster in Islam. Mahachev. So I think he knew it was a, it was a hell of a risk, but it's one of those situations, a uh, high risk, high reward, but also a win-win situation. Like, we're talking about Bobby Green is this fucking guy with massive balls who stepped up on short notice. And like, to me, his stock didn't, didn't lower at all. Yeah, if anything, might have gone up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the, the risk reward kind of concept. And you're right about that. I mean, Loopy is, is a really good example because uh, and so is Kevin Holland in the sense that they just kept doing it. Um, Loopy yeah. did it. You know, the turnaround was what, uh, seven days or the, the week? Yeah, um, a singular week. And uh, and she won uh, one out of, or it was two out of three or no, I think it was two out of three. Uh, Either way, the one that she lost was a bad decision that I thought she won anyway. So in my right. mind, she's just a fucking winner. 
actually that's what it was no it was she won one definitively she uh lost two but one of them was the, the split decision that everyone's like no um yeah so uh with that being said like her stock's going up and now everyone's really excited for her to fight in may or june i'm not sure when she's fighting again but but then kevin holland is also another example of like he just kept going and but like five times and he lost a pretty good amount of those times so well he won five in a row and then when right. he then they started putting a main events like against like Derek Brunson and Marvin Torrey, and he was like, turns out he's just gonna fucking get wrestle fucking to oblivion. Yeah. So. Actually, to, to circle back to Rhino's question, he's dropping down to 170 to fight um uh, Alex Cowboy Oliveira, aka the Sperminator. <laughs> that was also Damn. Rhino's nickname for him. That I think is a great idea for him. Because Kevin he had, for Kevin Holland, yeah, he fought. Apparently, he fought Jeff Neal uh, on the regional scene. Like he's had some fights at welterweight. I think he just because like he needs to be more dedicated. I think he's gonna like if he gets a nice camp together and makes the weight to one seventy. Um, he's, he's at AK now, isn't he? He went. I don't think he's there full time. I think he went there for a few weeks to work on his wrestling, or whatever. Because we like we saw footage of it, but like. He went, you know where he he went more like full time to work on his wrestling. He went with Johnny Hendricks because Kevin lives in um, somewhere in Texas. I want to say it's Houston, but I could be wrong. Somewhere in that area. I think you're right. But he, well, he trains at Fort MMA, which is Dallas. Um, no, it's Dallas. Then it's got to be Dallas. The cities look too similar. So anyway. But 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 um, Johnny Hendricks is in Oklahoma, so I think I don't know if he like drove. Mm-hmm. To anywhere it's more convenient for him, and, and working with Johnny Hendricks apparently was like beneficial to him. But um, yeah, that's that's a that's a fighter that I think, and it's honestly like it's kind of a cop out for the question because he's already doing it. But like now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, no, that's a good move to go down for him. Right, but also you, you know, it's one of those things like where the risk of like the turnaround, like you were saying, um, it's hard. It's yeah, like you said, it's kind of different for everyone, but. I think uh, I think it's always a good thing to do, especially for a fighter that's unranked. For any fighter that's unranked, do it. And show that you're going to fight as many exactly. times as you need. It's, it's like the same thing where like a lot of people get their UFC debut on a sort, short notice situation like that, where they're like, oh, we don't have any guys under contract that are willing to do it or, or are available. Let's give someone from the contender series a call up or, or someone from LFA that we just saw. Like, they give a lot of like short notice opportunities to people, and that's how they get their UFC contract in the first place. And that's like a similar situation. Yeah. And then uh, should uh, Islam? Okay. Well, he was saying like, "What do we think about Islam?" I don't think he like like I said, if they make that fight with with him and Oliveira, well, Oliveira engaged himself to fight. Like I said, in my opinion, if Oliveira and Gaethje fight and Gaethje wins, I pick Islam to beat Gaethje, like hands down. But if Oliveira beats Gaethje, which I think will happen, uh, although it's a, it's a tough fight, I, I just think Oliveira will win. I think Oliveira beats Islam. Right. Okay. Fucking A. All right, we got another voice question in the form of a voicemail from, <laughs> from MMA Catfish. I'm just reading the transcript. It fucking came in late. <laughs> Because he always starts out his questions with, hey, Julio, baby. It fucking says, you, Julie? Oh, baby, catfish. (laughs) You, Julie, oh, baby. Bro, can't wait to play this. Hey, you, Julie, oh, baby. It's the MMA catfish. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Looking forward to next week's card. 
one of the bouts that jumps out at me is Kevin Holland versus Cowboy Oliveira. What's up with these perfect Kevin segues? Kevin Holland versus Newgard, but also hype Newgard that has lost some of their hype after a really cool performances and then not so great performances. So I'm curious to see what you think of this. Are we going to see Kevin Holland progress in his game and actually improve? Or are we going to see uh, Cowboy Oliveira take him down and use his BJJ to just manhandle him? Um, I lean towards Kevin Holland just due to his size for the division and the fact that he actually belongs in that division, where Oliveira does not. He just got tired of cutting weight. But also, we've seen some pretty weak-ass performances out of Holland, as well as some really good ones, which makes it so hard to figure out because I need consistency, you fucks. Uh, so, man, I don't know where to go. What do you think? By the way, FMP, and because somehow he's on the main card, fuck Greg Hardy as well, and fuck Dana White. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And like I said, I swear to God, this came in, I think, while we were recording this voicemail. Didn't look at the transcript, didn't listen to it. The fact that I just referenced that fight and the fact we're on the same wavelength as our listeners this, this week. This, one's I love called it. The, this one episode is going to be called The Mystic Listeners. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's um, not. But all right. Yeah, it's not. They'll know whether or not it's true by this time. Yeah. I can't wait. But anyway, uh, the fact that we've been having these perfect segues. Uh, yeah, I think I think Kevin Holland's going to do well against yeah. Cowboy. Uh, I think I think he'll probably win that fight pretty nicely, too, to be honest with you. I think he'll be able to show his his new uh, his new training, like what he's learned in training. Um, I think he's going to really be able to put that on, on display. And then also on top of that, the fact that he's going down to the weight class, going down a weight class like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to be a problem. I think they're. I think they're going to be that. That's going to be a hell of a scrap. Like I think honestly, they're going to both want to put an exciting. They're both the kind of fighters that are like, "Hey man, let's just put on an exciting show for the fans." Absolutely. Like, they're going to want to bang. It might be similar to the Yancey Medeiros versus Cowboy Oliveira fight. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking hell of a fight. Fucking A. And yeah, fuck Greg Hardy. Fuck Mike yeah, Perry. Absolutely. Fuck Dana White. All that. I agree. Dang, I don't understand why. God, I really hope um, Spivak just fucks him up. Right? I think well, I think everybody does, but... Yeah. I got, First of all, I can't believe that people are still defending Greg Hardy. It makes no sense. It literally, he's got... It's not like he's like funny. Nothing. It's got nothing. It, it, it's it, it's one of those things where a you're you're already you're just like, you're a piece of shit for defending him, but also I think there's these people that like for some reason just hate what they consider the woke mob. So anyone that's like standing up for domestic violence victims are like, hey, you don't fucking tell us what to do or whatever, and they just want to be contrarian. Like people are just so fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're showing your whole asshole when you do stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we got an interesting um, DM question from Jimmy the Drunk, and I want to give this some time because it's it's really great. So he said he sent me a tweet that he he tweeted. He says, "I can't be the only person to think it's absolutely insane that Irwin Rivera already has another fight booked." And I'm like, and I I vaguely remember the story, but I didn't know how bad it was or how recent it was. Um, and 
I said, whoa, what happened? I miss it. Linked me an article and I started reading this article and doing a deep, deep dive. I'm going to give you guys a little, a quick recap in case you miss it as well. So this is all an MMA junkie as well. So you can kind of follow the steps I'm taking. Uh, if you go to MMAjunkie.com or their fucking Twitter page or whatever, this is an article from uh, the homie Danny Segura. Um, who has a great Spanish podcast called Ablemos MMA, by the way. I love it. Um, he says, former UFC fighter, this is the headline, former UFC fighter Erwin Rivera returns at Eagle FC 46 in first fight since arrest. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he got arrested. And it wasn't for anything minor. It was literally, if you remember, attempted murder charges, meaning he stabbed his sisters, plural, repeatedly stabbed them repeatedly they actually linked the article from back then so the article when it came out when he got arrested january 8th 2021 the headline ufc's erwin rivera stabbed sisters said higher power told him to and and so it came out that he, he apparently received a conditional release in October. And so like October this past year, I believe. So that's kind of what I think Jimmy's alluding to in terms of the quick turnaround. Like he just got out recently and obviously like the UFC was like, yeah, we don't want anything to fucking do with him. But to be honest with you, yes, it's horrible. And yes, it is shocking. To me, it is not surprising because it's fucking Eagle FC run by Khabib, backed by Ramazan Kadyrov. These are people that don't give a fuck about human rights or about like morals for the most part. So like they would have no problem giving a guy like that a platform. No problem. Absolutely. There's no, and th- th- yeah, that's not, like I said, that wasn't surprising. Cause whenever you said that he's getting another fight, I was like, okay, where? And then I, I just read it now. And then when you said Eagle, I was like, oh yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Exactly. Like if you were told me that he got picked up by like Bellator or one, one of the other major promotions, I would have been like, seriously, the only other one that wouldn't have surprised me, bare knuckle FC. Right. Especially after hearing that guy on the MMA hour, I don't know about uh, if you were, caught that interview they got the president dave feldman bro i sent a question to our, our homie mma by millican a few weeks ago on his show i was like hey if there was somehow a four-way like promoter uh like mma promoter combat sports promoter battle royale between dana white scott coker chatri sitchitong of one championship and fucking Dave Feldman of Bare Knuckle FC. Who do you think would win? I said Dave Feldman would come out on top because that motherfucker is crazy. And he went on MMA Hour just saying like how his fucking dad promoted a fight between Rodney King and a cop. Yeah. Like, absolutely wild. He said he was, he lives in the same neighborhood as that. He said he was driving by his, his dad's house one day and saw Rodney King raking leaves. Gives him a call and says, Hey, Dad, Rodney King's in your yard raking leaves. And his dad goes, yeah, I just fed him dinner. It's the least he could do. <laughs> like that. Like, it's just fucking God. like just they're fucking, like apparently Rodney King lived with them for a while. Like, yeah, yeah. Surprise. But anyway, this isn't about bare knuckle FC. So I get too, too deep into the weeds on that. But like, yeah, like, like I said, Jimmy, 
it's because it's Eagle FC. That's the part that's not surprising to me, but it, it, it's just also like peak MMA, right? Like the UFC, like, like I said, we had this conversation off mic, like they draw a line, but it's like only when it's like absolutely necessary. Like something like attempted murder charges, a UFC fighter has domestic violence charges. They're like, mm, allegedly, you know what allegedly, I mean? Allegedly, Like yeah. allegedly they'll lean on that. Like, there's no getting around fucking attempted murder charges. They're like, hey man, you're you're gone. I mean, to be honest, he might have even been cut before the murder. I'm not sure because maybe that what made him go a little bit whatever. But apparently, his family came out and like defended him. Kind of, they were like, oh, he's going through some stuff, whatever. They said like, oh, an evil power took over him. It wasn't him. Like, uh, Shit. how are you victim shaming yourself? Yeah, like I don't yeah. understand. It's a lot. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I hope he gets help. I, I hope that his fucking family is safe. And uh, I don't know who his opponent is. Maybe it says it in the article, but I hope they fucking beat the shit out of him. It probably does say it in the article. Hold on, because apparently Twitter. This is the fucking wild thing. I was reading this article, and they were like, "Oh, uh, Erwin Rivera announced it on social media." Yeah, here's his fucking post. Excited to announce my return back in the cage with Eagle FC March 11th. It's been a roller coaster ride, but I'm beyond thankful for another opportunity to get my life back on track. Oh, wait, there's more. Another opportunity to get my life back on track. Do what I leave, do what I love and leave all the BS behind me. Oh, cool. Oh, you mean the fucking carnage that you caused from stabbing your own family? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's a tone deaf. But he's fighting a guy who's. Uh, he just has the picture of the poster. I don't think he he announces his opponent. Uh, but the poster has the last name of Hasanov. So definitely has a, a chin strap beard and yep. a name ending in OV. Yep. Gonna fucking wrestle fuck the shit out of him. Can't wait. Yeah. Erwin Rivera, you're fucked. Absolutely fucked. Yep. Oh, wait. It says, Competing UFC three times, suffered a loss in a short nurse debut to Giga Chikadze. Dropped to Bantamweight, where he defeated Aliyah Kazi, and then a loss to Andre Yule. Hasn't fought since September. Oh, it didn't say when. I was hoping it would say he was cut, like, following the loss. What, yeah, what time? Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, like I said, it was probably, it was probably the stuff. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, oh, we have some more Twitter questions. Actually, I, I was about to like say, "Oh, we're done now." That's the forum, but no. Maybe we have one more Twitter question. Twitter question. We have, yeah, a total of one forum questions as far as the actual one Twitter forum. Twitter. This is a great question from Phil, the MMA dude. Shout out to Phil. Um, Call split, a split decision podcast. Love those guys. He says, "Who should Darius fight once he's healthy again?" Also, does Bobby Green still get another main event now, or does the fact that he got finished so quickly kind of kill that? No, it doesn't. Like yeah. I said, I think his stock, if if nothing, it it stayed the same. Like I don't think his stock lowered at all. But in my eyes, it kind of went up. Like he just for for have, just having no fear stepping in there with a guy like Islam on short notice, like is just a testament to how fucking game this guy is. And like I said, Bobby Green deserves every bit of what he's getting at, at this point in his career, like having been around so long. Like I, I want to fucking main event with him versus Connor or Tony. I love I love I love either of those fights. 
Bobby versus Tony, I kind of like a little bit more if I'm honest. But like I, mm-hmm. I do like the Connor versus Bobby fight too. Yeah. Um, like I said, if Connor fights, um, but it still deserves to be at a main event. I agree. One hundred percent. Yeah, he definitely uh, deserves a main event. And then who should Darius fight? Well, I mean, it depends. So like, I guess. Chandler? Ooh, that's a good one, dude. That's a good one. Michael Chandler versus Benil Darius. Sign me up for that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense ranking wise. I was going to say if, if the Islam fight, like if, if they're not giving them a title and Islam doesn't want to wait, although he'll probably wait. Yeah. He definitely like, will. Yeah. So, so I think that the Chandler fight, that's to be honest with you, I don't really see any other things that make sense unless like Dustin versus Nate doesn't happen. Like Dustin Poirier versus Benil Darius is a good fight. Although Dustin, I think, is like at this point in his career wanting to do just like just bigger Nate. fights. Just, yeah, just yeah. Fights like Nate and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Benil versus uh, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler. That's it. That's one of the best uh takes I've ever done. Yeah, it's one of the one of the best takes you've had. I would tweet it out like I normally do, where I'm like, oh, let's go, guys. Bump this tweet. But we don't know if uh Darius is gonna be healthy, like when, like what that time frame looks like. So yeah. But either way, we can either way. And on that note, let's get into the picks for next week. For next week. Perfect. All right. Let's go with our first fight of the night, which we all know who we're picking, which is Spivak. There's no question about that. Although I want to highlight some bangers on the prelims. You were talking about it earlier, but I'm just looking. Yeah. Uh, Kelleher versus Umar Namagamadoff. Yep. Love that fight. I also love uh Dustin Jacoby versus Michael Oleksiechuk to open up the card. Yeah. I, I really like the way Dustin Jacoby fights or Jacoby. I think it's Jacoby. Jacoby. I just always and, want to say Jacoby. And um, we have uh, Jessica Manol Fiorol. Yeah, dude. Jessica versus Manol Fiorol. That's the fucking seed right there. Yeah. Ludovic Klein versus uh Devontae Smith is a great one too. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the early prelims are pretty banging. Oh, Marina Rodriguez versus Shaunan Yan. I did not know that I was fighting. That should be like a number one contender fight in the strawweight division. Yes, it is. That's and then on the prelims. Yeah, yeah. It's instead of Greg Hardy, which is weird. Wait a minute. Where do you see Manuel Fierro versus Jessica I? Because that's not on my. I'm on topology, and it's not there. That's on UFC. I wonder if that got moved. Yeah, the US. You'd think that that'd be like a more credible source because it's actually where the event is, but like. They don't update their fucking website. I always trust Typology more. Although, if it if it's there, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Let's say that because that's a fucking great fight. It's very possible it could have been moved. All right. So, so yeah, Sergey Spivak versus uh, Greg Hardy. There's no fucking way in hell. Dude, even if for some reason, if Greg Hardy were to drop down to 205 and Luke Rockhold were to make a return, you guys know how I feel about Luke Rockhold. I would fucking pick Luke Rockworld over fucking Greg Hardy. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, we're we're going. You know, it's a great fight. Greg Hardy versus Sean Strickland. (sighs) Let's just let's let him go in there and fucking hammer it out. Two pieces of shit. Just (laughs) I'd love it. Uh, Sergey Spivak. Yeah, we definitely got. I I just I I don't really know how, but smothering maybe choke him. Yeah, he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna grab. Although I mean, Sergey could not be getting caught on the way in, but. We're not, we're not even going to match. I shouldn't have said that. Um, Don't even worry about it. Sergey via Polar Bear Molly. There we are. 
Uh, all right, we got uh, Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira, Cowboy Oliveira. Um, I'm going with Kevin. Yeah, same. Um, like I said, we talked about it on the on the thing. Uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. My pick for fight of the night. Far away. Well, Jalen Turner versus Jamie Malarkey is probably going to be fight of the night. Yeah. Um, but, all um, right. So our next pick is Edson Barboza versus Bryce Mitchell. Bro, we got to ride with Edson. I am not yeah. fucking picking Bryce after that bullshit interview. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, I think it's going to be a tough fight for, for Edson. And I think that what he's going to give to Bryce is going to be more than what he, I don't think Bryce can take as much as Khabib could take. So I think that it's going to, mm. it's going to fold him. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that's our choice. That's true. That's, that's and then, true. Um, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael, Rafael Fiziev. It's Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Fiziev. Too many I'm, I'm picking RDA actually. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I like Fizzy. Um, I do think he's a tad overrated though. Um, and I think RDA can can stand with him enough to be able to get a takedown. I think he can make it look like the Paul Felder fight, if I'm honest with you. Mm. RDA just attacked him, was on him from bell to bell. I got Fizzy. Okay. No, I, I, I like that. Can, I, I think he can win the fight. I think that um it's very close. And honestly, mm. the where they're at in their careers matters because yeah. RDA is not exactly in his prime anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I, I do have to, to concede that. Um, to love an RDA. And yeah. And then as far as the main event, Jorge, may, may, maybe like fucking Jorge annoys the shit out of me too lately. <laughs> I used to be a big fan of Jorge and I'm like, um, oh. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't really know. I don't really care to be honest with you. This the stakes yeah, of this fight. I like that. I like us not giving a pick for this. The st- for this yeah, fight. the state the stakes Fucking... of this fight just don't really bother me. Yeah, I don't really care. And here's the point. thing too. Like I go back and forth on whether or not the beef is contrived, mm-hmm. because like when it first came out, like a like you know, a little. Was it by the time Jorge was fighting for the BMF? Were they starting? I think they were because I remember like Colby was saying, Oh, that's the journeyman motherfucking title or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. BMF title. Like initially, I thought it was contrived, but the way they've just been so like yeah. getting really personal and really like vicious with it, I'm like, uh, I don't think they're working us here, guys. Like, I really think they fucking hate each other. Yeah, but like, like I said, I, I don't know why. And I kick Colby it. out of the gym. Yeah, no, I don't like. Here's the thing: I care about it somewhat. Like, whenever it got really tense, when they're both more relevant, I was like, "Yeah, make the fight." Now they both just lost to Kamaru. I'm like, uh, yeah, what is this really fight for?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, like, and and why is it headlining a pay per view? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Colby, I guess. All right, like I said, I'm I'm I guess I'm picking with Mazadal just because I fucking hate Colby more. Sure, yeah. Okay. Well, that was this episode of Friendly Sparring Pod. You can follow me at LeoGH2113 on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Juice at the Patreons that he's about to shout out. Yeah, patreon.com slash friendly sparring, or you can follow me on Twitter, friendly spar pod. Um, I was laughing because 
we always try to end the show abruptly and i was about to end it before before we plugged our socials and before i fucking shouted the patrons which would have been sad bad. okay here is the here here's our lovely patrons uh shut, oh, jesus apb sandy pants alex from jersey t cross fee dave l jimmy the drunk tricky dick Mixed a man, anonymous, David Everett, wholesome MMA, Brian Pichet, Dave aka Nobby Buckles, Super Manly Nick, David S, and D Crons. And you know what? I want to give a Patreon uh, the Fight Pick League update. We haven't done that in a while on the on the proper on the Let's on the show it. using CME terms, but we haven't done it on the main on the main show here. But I wanted to do it because like. Uh, Decron's reference in his questions. He was like, I got a bunch of days in front of me. We've referenced it a couple of times. You guys know already from the season one winner that came on Dave L. Apparently if your name is Dave, you're really good at picking fights. Cause I swear honestly, to God, dude, honestly, I'm going to start picking. I'm going to, I'm going to start gambling. I'm going to become a gambling man. Just take their picks. <laughs> right. I, I'm going to, I'm going to do right? my picks myself, but I'm going to gamble with their picks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're looking for tips, go become a patron and, and the fight pick league stuff is even accessible under the $1 tier. The, just the, we call it just the tip, just the $1 tip tier. You can have access to the Patreon picks. See, see these picks from, from the Daves and yeah, make your best make judgment, some money. But... Yeah, but see who has the best record and just go with that person. Yeah, I mean, like, check check the tape, bud. Check the record. You can literally look uh, at the record. And so something happened interesting, like like I said, last the first season, we talked about David Everett was in the lead, like, pretty much the whole time. And Dave L was, like, right there. Like, I think they both were, like, tied for first in the first week, or they both came out strong. And then it was kind of like David Everett was, like, inching him out, and they were kind of going back and forth. Clinched at the, at the last second. David Everett has been strong these last five weeks. Uh, Jimmy the Drunk had a really good week this week and shot to the top. So Jimmy the Drunk's at the top right now, five, uh, oh, 520 wow. points. Uh, David uh, S is actually in second place. Again, if your name is Dave or David, you're fucking really good at big fights. David S is 485. David Everett, 470. Sandy Pants, 450. For some reason, I almost said just now, and when I was typing it uh, earlier this morning, I almost said 450. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandy okay. Pants has got 450. Uh, Dave L 445, like literally right there, tied for that same place. Nobby Buckles at 445. Decrons 435. So if we just look at like ahead of Decrons, there's one because Nobby Buckles also is Dave. <laughs> nah, Dave aka Nobby Buckles. Dave L. David Ever. David. Ever, four Daves. Yeah, so many Daves. So many Daves, dude. Uh, right behind Decrons uh, is T Cross at 370. Uh, Supermanly Nick's at 335, and you're right behind him at 295. I'm doing great. Yeah. I don't know how I'm doing so bad. The number seems so off. <laughs> like, it seems like I missed a week. <laughs> like, that's how bad it is. Well, what's funny is that, like, everyone that's below you has missed a week, at least. <laughs> I'm doing um, great. Uh, Harry Andrew is at 255. Brian Chase at 230. Pamela is at 200. Uh, Cupcake is at 120 and Tricky Dick is at 45. Tricky Dick literally played one week and honestly haven't heard from him. If you guys have heard from him, I'm wondering where, where you are. I'm going to reach out and see if we can get a hold of him. I feel like um, he's been MIA, but uh, mm. 
Shout, shout out to our lovely patrons. Shout out to everyone who participates. And that strap is on the line. The strap is on the line. Do you have it? Where I don't it? have it handy. It's yeah. it's in my closet. It's so funny. Like I I don't know if you listen. I was listening to the post show last night. Uh huh. Um, because they they um. Or actually, it might have not even been on the post show because I I turned off before the post show. It was whenever they played the package for announcing Rashad Evans in the Hall of Fame. Do you remember that mm-hmm. part? Mm-hmm. And then they and then they 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 cut to him on the desk and they talked about how like Rashad had with like mentored Kamaro at one point. And Kamara said when he lived with Rashad, he would go. It was like he had his belt in the closet and I oh, snuck yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was watching that. Like, huh? The FSP belt is in my closet too. Yeah, I'm gonna sneak in and look at it. <laughs> I'm gonna sneak it in Boston. Uh dude, that belt is so fucking nice. I can't wait. I can't wait till people hoist it up and celebrate it. And we have a full year of two people getting it this year. We got someone getting it in what July or sorry, August, and the other person getting it at the beginning of next year. Yeah. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Um, breaking news, and by that I mean something I'd like to share that isn't news. But it is breaking because it just happened. T Cross just texted me, Gay Guard the Goat. Bro, I didn't watch it because I was doing other stuff. I had to go see a play. Gay Guard Musasi beat the fucking brakes off of Austin Vanderford this weekend. Made him look like a fucking, like, didn't even belong in there with him. Gay Guard is literally one of my favorite fighters. Um, it's a shame he's kind of problematic. But he's so fucking funny as well, dude. This interview with Ariel, you gotta, you gotta watch this interview, dude. I swear to God, he's talking. He, he apparently gets sponsored by crypto, like a, a crypto company. Mm-hmm. And he, and he was like, and like Ariel asked him, he was like, "Did you have you ever looked into crypto or whatever? Like, what are your thoughts?" And he goes, "Well, I lost about seven thousand on it, <laughs> like that." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then everyone's like yeah but for you that's nothing you know seven thousand is chump chase to you he's like yeah but i could have spent it on other things <laughs> and that's not even he's fighting austin he was fighting austin vanderford who's obviously married to, to Paige van zandt and it was like do you know his wife he goes no but i've seen some pictures <laughs> <laughs> Dude, swear to God, Gegard is the GOAT. He's the best. All right. I'm text T-Cross that I read this on air. Yeah. Good job reading it on air. And yeah, good job, me, and good job, T-Cross. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you all uh, coming back every week and listen to our nonsense. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. You know what? I should before before we uh, get out of here. I should plug uh, my show. I've been just saying like, oh yeah, if you're local, come check it out. But um, I'm telling you, literally, if you're in anywhere in New Jersey, the NJ Transit system, the play the place that I'm performing at, it's called the Middletown Art Center. It is literally right next door to the train station for Middletown, like to the point where sometimes people come in. They're very similar, like brick you know square buildings sometimes people come into the Milton Arms Center thinking they can buy tickets for the train it is right next door so, so you could take the train and you miss it. it's it's very accessible anyway the dates are March 5th 6th and 12th and uh you can go to their website to buy tickets middletownarts.org there's a link that says buy tickets and it takes you to mac.ticketspice.com why is that the link no, no one knows they can change it but no we'll one knows. figure it out 
Yeah. All right. Go watch Shrek. Listen yeah, go to watch FSP. Shrek. Listen to Friendly Sparring. And remember, Leo, always...